Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 112 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking to pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ander, and I'm joined this week by a man who's been uh, really using up his uh, his credits, trying to battle the uh, the vultures that are the copyright infringement lawyers at EMI Recordings. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? I'm good, Robbie. No, not more. Not again. Not more copyright infringement. <laughs> oh, mate. Gee whiz. I tell you what, you just want to make a little fun video. You just yeah. want to put a little backing track on it, a little song sung by the Beatles. Called it's an Do- old song too. Dr. Robert. Very suitable. Very, very suitable. He's there day or night. No, he, he, he look after you. I don't know how it goes, but some fantastic relevant lyrics. You just want to put a little bit, a few pictures of Robbie, maybe a little backing track, put that up on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, they are onto it. It's not just a podcast when you play any song you like and no one will listen to it and we're all fine. Everybody wants their little bit of royalties. So, but the good news is I think we've had a lot of votes for you. Yeah, mate. because that was for the campaign. Yes. The What's campaign. that? We had a lot of votes for the oh, campaign. Oh, did we? Yeah. Pretty what, sure three? Pretty sure you're top of the list, mate. Oh, second top. Oh, what? Second top. Yeah, Chris Who's got Preston. me beaten? Chris Preston's got no. Oh, that was it. That was it. He was a lock. We discussed that last <laughs> week. Chris Preston's a lock for number one. You know exactly. That's all right. Oh, that's all right. We'll get a season to see yeah, Chris on the show. Uh, well, you did a um quite a good uh, quite a good video too when you sent it to me. The um I was I was watching it at night and um a looking at it just going oh God, I can't believe Lewis has done all this. Yeah, I mean what a yeah you know, what what an effort he's gone to. So thank you very much for that. But the part when you had on there the small fingers with a picture of the donut, I I I literally snorted out loud. Um, and Christine has gone, boy, what what's going on? What's going on? Because yeah, you know, she sort of sees me going, oh god, I can't believe it! I can't believe he's done it. And then I was, then I chortle, um, and I showed her. She goes, what's he done this for? And I said, oh, have I not told you that he's trying to <laughs> trying to get me voted as Melbourne's number one vet? So, um, and then she showed it to the kids right? and then Ruben, um, so during the week with home learning, they've got to do their, their daily check-in, right? So, um, when they do their daily check-in, they've got to check in and go, have you had breakfast? Yes. Are you ready <laughs> to learn? Yes. You know, um, and sometimes they, they like, like they put some you know, colors and things like that around it. Well, at the top row, Ruben's put, uh, vote one, Dr. Robbie. You know, at the top of his daily check-in. I don't Excellent. think his teacher asked what was going on with it, but, you know, she, uh, but, he, but he had that on there. So, yeah, so even, even Ruben's joining the campaign. So That's there you fantastic. Go. Well, it's going well, mate. I mean, I even got on to, we were sort of talking about how it was the, the, the best vet of Melbourne is, is the, the prize that you don't want. So I did, I did the, the, the latest one we've had is Tom Gleeson, who we talked about last week, who went for the gold Logie, uh, gold Logie, actually won the gold Logie. I thought I'd send him a little Australia's version of the Emmys. Australia's version of the Emmys. And I thought, so I sent him a tweet. My vet mate is running for the best vet in Melbourne. Similar to your gold Logie, he doesn't want it. Can you give a shout out to Dr. Robbie of the Waverly Animal Clinic, please? Or if you can't be 
asked, do you have Norman Gunston's email address? <laughs> Crickets. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I haven't heard Crickets. from you at all. Well, Tom, Tom Gleeson is known for his acerbic nature of yeah, really not giving a crap. Hence the reason why he um, had the uh, the Logies campaign. So that's uh, that that's kind of fitting, I would have thought. Well, in his speech, the Norman Gunston reference. Norman Gunston's an old Australian comedian, many many years ago, who also won a gold Logie, um, and I think that modelled the campaign. And uh, and in his speech, he said, "Yeah, I emailed uh, Norman Gunston, and I said, you know." No, if if you want to just give me a shout out, maybe do a photo together or something like that, that's fine. That'd be great. Really help the campaign. But then again, if you can't be asked, then uh, then uh, then forget about it, sort of thing. And Norman Gunston yeah. got back to him and said, um, "Yep, yeah, I really like you. I love what you do. You know, uh, that it sounds like a great idea. That that'd be fantastic. But also, I can't be asked. So, <laughs> so I was hoping for that yeah, sort of response, but didn't get it. So, <laughs> sorry, mate. But well, listeners. No, Yes. We need your help. This is your last chance to oh, vote. No, Voting no. ends on Monday. Please vote for Robbie. Best vet in Melbourne. Even even if you think it's true, please vote for Robbie. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I I am yeah. Oh well, if you, if you guys want to do it, but I'm not I'm not fast oh, uh, either way. Oh, I don't think it's a, I think I think it's a load of uh, a load of hobby wash wash, but you know. Oh, listen to the put in so much work into it, Lewis. Listen to the backpedaling going on there. I mean, you are the one, you're pushing it from behind, mate. Every day I get a text. Have you done anything new for it, Lewis? What's going on? How are we going? How's the campaign? You're right into it, Don't, mate. don't let people behind the curtain, mate. Don't show people <laughs> what's behind the curtain. You know, no. So, no, please, no, the, one, the one thing link, that this industry doesn't, yeah, oh, yeah. Link in, the, link in the show notes. Link in the show notes, everyone. Get on top, oh. get on board for Robbie. Lots of votes from America and overseas. UK. Uh, Madagascar, if you're listening, vote vote for Robbie, please. Best vet. Oh, that's in that's great if I get that's great if I get voted in as, as Melbourne's number one vet from a whole lot of people that aren't even in the country. <laughs> that, that's, actually, that's probably quite a good uh, quite a good indication of the uh, you know what 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 the awards like if you know people that aren't even the same even in the same hemisphere uh, you know, can can get me voted in. Why not? Let's do it. And as you were saying to me earlier, that if you had five different email addresses like you do, that you can put in five <laughs> different votes with different names. So thanks, mate. That's a good tip for listeners. If you've got different emails, do what? Well, not Robbie, someone else, maybe. Christina. Well, they're just, the, they're, they're just the different email addresses that you've set up for me because you couldn't work out how to spell my names. <laughs> Dr. Robert1, Dr. Robert <laughs> at luckyducky.com. Anderson. Anderson, you know, Anderson. Get, the, get the Anderson one in there, you know. Now, update, yeah. how are the socks going? You're still wearing socks around the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Funny you mention that. Um, now now the COVID restrictions are being dropped off. Um, and we, well, not all of them, but some of them. We had um, had our first um, visitors around last night to show yes. off the house. Um, so some of the uh, the mums from school and uh, and one of them came in with um, her, uh, her her daughter and um, you know, they they had their house recently renovated or a couple of years ago. Um, and so they're at the point where they're just uh, wearing shoes on the hardwood floors. And so they walked in and Christina and I are both watching them walking in <laughs> on the with, their, with their shoes on and going, oh, do we say something? Do we not say something? I don't know. And I then, knew it. Um, 10 uh, days. Our, our other friends, our other friends, yeah, ten, ten days. You're here. The other one of the other um, uh, girls that were here, she sort of saw it as well. She got, oh, I was going to say something, but I didn't know. And I said, oh, I was going to say something, but I didn't. She said, would you like me to? And I said, oh, 
if you wouldn't mind, and so she's run up and got the um, the daughter before she ran into the bedroom. Um, you know, because yeah, dirty shoes on the new carpet at least. You know, it's like, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll kibosh that. But uh, um, so no, but otherwise we're still all socking. I, I was walking around in my UGG boots um, last night. I f- finally unpacked my UGG boots, so that was good. Getting uh, getting around in those uh, th- those cool numbers. So that was were, all right. Were they, were they in that box there with all those trophies there, mate? That you're unpacking at the moment to put up on the shelf. The, the trophies from the last last 15 years of baseball oh, trophies no, you got there. They were on top of the trophies. Yeah, of course. Keep them, uh, keep them so they don't get broken. Not, nice bit of yeah. padding. Basically just means that I'm a, I'm a big duck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was getting ready to throw them out, and then Ruben saw them and said, oh, can I play with these? So, oh, mate, I was about to chuck them out. And then Christine said, I don't throw them out. I'm like, oh, okay, just so I was motivated to chuck them all out. So anyway. You, you give Ruben your Ugg boots to play with? What? No, the trophies. <laughs> My yeah. upgrades are falling apart just from the you know, how how um healthy my feet are. Now, if you were to guess, yes, of a wildlife that was brought into the Port Melbourne Vet Clinic, what would you guess we'd have in going on oh, past experiences? Guys, well, well, so so far, you guys have had frogs that have been found in IKEA um uh, IKEA plants. You've had um uh, rare Albanian water birds. Um, you've had uh, you know a, a, a tattooed fishermen parents that, that spit on on the wharfs um you know i you know yeah don't know you've got more more dogs without noses than you could point a stick at um so i don't know Wait, have you what? had a uh, some some gazelle or a uh, like a, a, a an aardvark well a bit more simple it's our third racing pigeon we had in this week Third one, unbelievable! I don't know why we're wow. a magnet. I don't know why we're a magnet for racing pigeons. This one had, when the owner picked it up, had a ring on it. Ring the owner. He'd come, had flown in from Narry Warren. This one, right? So not, from, not from interstate, but interesting. With um, with uh, and I'll show this up to the camera. It won't help the listeners, but uh, we have a little wildlife admission form. I don't know if you have that. That uh, you know when. Okay. when when owners find something, we, we like a bit of details where they found it because often if we can release it, we like to release it into the same area environment so it's more likely to survive. It's got its territory yeah. already sorted. So, I mean, for a pigeon, racing pigeon, probably not as relevant, but it's sort of pretty standard thing we give out. So we've got you know, a bit of details, the finder's name, their, their, their phone number and address, you know, um, uh, species, pigeon, tick. Yep, they're the only Good tick, that. yep. Exact location found. And this is what was written. By my bedside table within my bedroom. <laughs> wow. The racing pigeon has come that's, into that's the bedroom. Pigeon, sort of homed into the, uh, yeah, it's, it's homed the, into the boudoir. It has homed right into the boudoir. So Jeez, she wasn't, she, there wasn't further details on what was going on at the time, but that pigeon <laughs> certainly, maybe there's some, some, some squawking or some, some, some pigeon-like noises some going on. Or you've seen it when the uh, when the boy pigeons are trying to run around and find themselves a girlfriend pigeon, where they sort of puff their chest up and do the old you know, d- uh, chicken drinking thing. Maybe <laughs> maybe it saw that through the window and thought, "Hang on, there's some like-minded souls. Yes. I might be able to." Uh, you know, I mean, not that I'm casting dispersions at your uh, wildlife finding uh, clients there, mate. Or maybe maybe someone was dressed up in a chicken suit or some kind of weird something. Oh, are you are you occurring, uh, accusing them of being a furry? <laughs> Plus, uh, file. dressed up in the suit. Plush a file, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but there you go. So, so that was that was interesting that we had today. Oh, this week. Yeah. And also, I've been thinking about how we've been so busy. I don't know about you. Yes. Busy. Uh, we we have we have been um, 
yeah, busy, busy in a, um, yeah, even without COVID, we would be busy, but combining that with the, um, the, the COVID inefficiencies, we're sort of extra busy. So yeah, yeah, we are, yeah, we're, 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 we're doing all right, but yeah, we're working hard. How about you guys? Yeah, oh, we're, we're just flat, absolutely flat chat, like just ridiculous. And I was thinking about why, why are we so busy? And I've got a bit of a list I've written of what owners are going through during this period. So number one, owners are home with their pets. So yep. they're, uh, so they're noticing more things, they're noticing different things. Um, we've got a lot of owners who are getting a lockdown pet. You know, oh, they get yes. a, a, yep. a, a, quite a, a COVID or, pet. Or, or, exactly. They're at home. They think it's a good time to get a puppy or a cat. So I've got some owners that are walking their dogs seven times a day instead of twice a week. She whiz. And then yeah, wondering a, what a big increase. And then wondering why the dog's lame. <laughs> any, <laughs> idea, any idea? So it's actually one of my things. Not normally what you'd say. I mean, you, your dog's injured. You might go, you know, you've got a sore back, done anything different, blah, blah, blah. But this now I'm saying, uh, are you walking the, the dog more? And they're like, oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we're walking it seven times a day. I got this week. And normally, normally we walk it twice seven a week. Times a day. Oh, no. Far out. Oh, no. They just want to get out of the house, I think. Yeah. Uh, Number four, owners are at home and they've got time to go to the vet. Yes, I'd so agree seeing, with that one. I'm seeing a lot of overdue vaccinations. Oh, he hasn't been vaccinated for three years. Yeah. But we've got to get him vaccinated this week, you know. Well, that's uh, really interesting with that one, mate, because I guess, um, you know, as you say, it's people that probably didn't have time to prioritise their um, the, the, the pet's visits coming in which means that if you've still got your normal baseline clients are the ones that have been coming in steadily over that two to three years you're sort of tapping all those um you know uh, sort of less less active clients that are, oh. that are now coming back in to see you again exactly and we we usually send out reminders for you know vaccines that are due we're just yeah. holding off at those at the moment so we're you know not getting clients are you know pushing out a little bit further sort of 13 months or maybe you know or something like that since their last vaccination, just because we can't fit them all in when they ring up, when they get their reminder. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are, are, you finding, are you finding timing-wise that you're you know, just absolutely getting smashed right up to about 5.30 and after that it just falls off a cliff or are you sort of super-duper busy all the way through till close? Oh, mate, I'll go to work in the morning. We're fully booked when I get to work, like no consults free at all. We do yeah, have wow. a few few left for um for emergencies, and you know by by ten or eleven, it's like the the nurses are asking, "Can you do this at lunch? Can you do this at this time? Can we do this?" You know, it's like lunch. What's lunch? You know, it's yeah. just um, and then yeah. you know we have a few we have a few we sometimes leave late in the evening when owners come uh, home from work and have a bit of an emergency, but yeah, that's all booked up too, and you know it's it's you know it's it's just mad. It's just it's incredible. Yeah, right. So so number five. Owners yep. are touching their pets more at home. Oh, yeah. So they're feeling more lumps and stuff. Yeah, right. Number six, we're getting a lot of vomiting and diarrhea. A lot. Right. Now, now, I've got some theories on that. I reckon they're giving them some of their lunch that they wouldn't normally eat. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. They're going, here's, here's a bit of the duck pate, maybe. That's, yes. That's just, and that's just set them off. They're like, oh, I can't. That's too fatty. Yeah, just just get get squirts on, turns yeah, the tap on. Exactly. Or normally they're at work and the dog vomits and eats it and they don't even know it happens. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Or, yeah or the, the if cat. a dog vomits in the house and no one's there to see it, does it actually happen? <laughs> or the cat cat vomits and it dries before they get home. So I don't even know if the cat's vomited. 
Or they're busy at work, so pet vomits. They go, oh, the pet's vomit, and they go, oh, we'll take him to the vet tomorrow because I haven't got time today, and then tomorrow it's better, which is pretty standard. Yeah. Vomiting and diarrhea yeah, yeah. often gets better anyway. They do, you know, so. Often self-limiting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to tell owners that, you know, just wait it out. Bit of bland food, chicken and rice, you'll be right. Yeah. Um, I reckon some owners actually just want to get out of the house and they book into yeah, the vet. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they go for a walk and they come in, they tap on the door and go, oh, yeah, yeah, get out here. You, go, oh, you can't come in. No. And they you get upset. Can't. Yes. We've yeah, made a trip. Oh. We've made a special trip just to come to the vet and you're not letting me in. What's going on? This is unacceptable. Uh, I've got the cat normally sleeps 21 hours a day and the people think that's, that's not normal. <laughs> or the cat's <laughs> getting upset because the kids are constantly harassing it because they're home all the time. And the cat's yes. like, just let me sleep. I need my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm starting to get a few owners now that are worried about how their pets are going to cope when they return to work with separation anxiety ah. and stuff. So there's a little bit of that going yes. on too. So, which, 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 which I think is um, completely and utterly valid as well. Um, and we've sort of spoken before about um, people trying to preempt that, you know, if you think like your dogs are, your dogs could possibly be showing some signs of uh, uh, anxiety, maybe start to try and put some things in place of getting them used to having some alone time now before suddenly you've got a cold turkey and you come home and uh, uh, everything's being trashed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, spot on. No, I did a behaviour consult in the week. Was owner worried that yeah, going back to work time and um, and there's a lot of that going on. I think so. Yeah, definitely yeah. start getting them prepared for sure. Yeah. Now, hey, um, uh, is that is that the uh, yeah? So I had a um uh, an incident during the week, Lewis. You know, of um without yes, yeah, an incident. You know, it was um there was uh some uh what what can only be described as fumbly fingers. Um, and um, some fairly uh, significant trauma um, uh, this week. So I was going to so, say so fumb- you know, fumbly fingers. You weren't you weren't in the uh, in the chicken suit with the pigeon wing, mate. That's uh, <laughs> that's giving a bit away there. I, only the toes, mate. I only did dab my toes in the in the chicken soup. That's all. <laughs> oh, the suit. Sorry. Oh, Not yeah, yeah, the soup. <laughs> I thought you said the chicken soup. I was going to say, well. Hey, mate, if, if you want to bring a hearty chicken soup into, into evidence, that's fine. I don't know where it's come from. It's an odd segue, but, hey, you know, that's fine. I'll go with you. I'll, I'll run with you with the chicken soup. No, the chicken suit. Okay, right. Yeah, no, right. no. It wasn't trauma with the chicken soup. Let's hear about your fiddly fingers. So, um, so yeah, we've been doing like, – that, that sounds much better. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't sound weird at all. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, 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 you choke up a chicken out here in the background. Um, so we had, uh, uh, so yeah, we're, do, we're doing the, the outside consults, right? Um, or, or going out, talking to clients outside. Um, but in order to try and improve our efficiency, the vets have been taking the, um, the FPOS machine out and to do payments outside as well. So we carry the dogs in and then I come back out and I've got the FPOS machine in my pocket and I've got the medications in another pocket and the, and the dog up under my arms as I'm carrying it out there. Yeah, just trying to, trying to juggle as best I can. Um, and we've been doing it for, oh, it must be the best part of, you know, five or six weeks now. And, uh, and just this week, handed over the dog, grabbed out the medication, took out the, uh, the FPOS machine and of all things, a receipt flew out of my hands. So I quickly dropped everything to try and grab the receipt. Owner had the animal, which was great. Medications hit the ground, but so did the FPOS machine. Oh, no. Eek. Oh, no. Broke apart. 
And it's like, oh, oh. crap. So I quickly run it back inside. And I mean, the screen was still working and all that sort of stuff. I go, oh, no, what are the chances of this? I've gone inside and I said to Lynn, our practice manager, I said, oh, we've just had an incident with the FPOS machine. I've dropped it. I don't know if it's working anymore. And everyone's gone, what? The FPOS machine dropped? Who did it? And Lynn's gone, Robbie did it. And they go, oh, whew. we thought somebody <laughs> else had done it. Oh, great. You know, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, so everyone was happy for the piece of machinery to get, you know, to get 86. But as long as it was me that did it, as long as the boss Yo. had broken it. Um, oh, um, so then we've tried to run it, tried to see if it's going to print. No, it's not going to print. Then we've realized there was another bit out, still out in the car park. So I've run out into the car park with my torch, right? And my next client's out there laughing his head off going, oh, oh, oh. You know, you're usually pretty good in with good fit, good hands doing surgery, but you dropped the F-boss machine. Oh, 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 that's hilarious. No, thanks, Mark. That's all right, mate. Can you help me try and find where this little thing is? And so we found it underneath the car, um, ran it back in, tried to work it. Still wasn't working. Oh, oh no. no. But that's right. Superlin got it sorted out. So it's back okay again now. But it's just got this big, massive graze down the side of it. So of all the things I could have dropped, you know, I probably could have dropped the dog and that would have, it wouldn't have been quite as bad because the dog would have bounced pretty well. But the FBOS machine, she no bounced so well. So oh, that's mate. right. We're back on with that. Oh, good, good. Well, I got, we got, we're getting a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's COVID, mate, or people being at home, but we're getting a lot of requests for interviews on the podcast now. Oh, really? Reckon, yeah, we had a, we got one lined up. We're going to do one with the delicate care guys, aren't we? With the the professor oh, yes. down the down the track. We're going to and certainly line one of those up. Um, but we got I got this one this week, and I look, I won't I won't name any names. I think, but it was an email that came in, and it's a pretty standard sort of thing that we're getting these days, where some podcast booking agency will get onto us about somebody who wants to come on the show and us to interview. We seems like we're becoming a big thing now, mate, where people are seeking us out. Yeah. But anyway, so this, this is, um, industry leaders. We are Lewis industry leaders, potentially, potentially. (laughs) So this one came in and look, I won't, uh, let's, let's, um, uh, let's uh, say we'll call it Bob, Bob. Bob? This is this is from Bob. Bob wants to us to interview him. And if we describe Bob, Bob is an intuitive animal communicator and educator specializing in dog whispering. Oh, now, what, hi, I want your I want your thoughts, mate. Is Bob is Bob likely to get a go on the podcast? And what sort of things will we will we talk about? So I'll continue with the the bio. Go for it. Bob discovered his special skill in kindergarten. <laughs> Excellent. Well, some sometimes savants show their show their signs of their um, their their superpowers very early. Lewis, you know, we we know Superman was able to lift up um, his dad's uh, a truck with his bare hands so he could change a tire. So you know, sometimes at a young age, these superpowers manifest themselves. You realise Superman is not real, <laughs> whereas Bob is. There, 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 there's been allegations, yes. <laughs> there, uh, so Bob discovered his special skill in the kindergarten, plus continue. Plus he's had continued education classes in animal communication and energy healing. Oh, energy healing is that like um you know the use of uh. You know, that, that'd be like the, um, the, the, the Reiki style, you know, the, the magic hands and the, um, the, the meridians and things like that. Yeah. And I don't think business for them's dropped down with the non-contact. They're doing that over the phone, the Reikis these days, aren't they? 
I don't know. Um, much like the NBN, it can actually go through copper wiring, so <laughs> yes. um, so it's so it's so it's fine. Yeah, you can go Reiki to the curb, um, so yeah. you can get Reiki to the curb, and then and then it, uh, the Reiki can still go in through the through the copper wiring, then into the house. So then it can get Wi-Fi'd out through the entire house. I'm led to believe. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, what about if you're on a satellite dish? Does it Reiki through the satellite dish? I wonder. Um, well, first the, first the Reiki goes up to the satellite, okay, and then from the satellite, then it gets beamed back down again. Um, so the signal's got to be pretty strong because, you know, the Reiki, um, Reiki signals follow a, a similar kind of radio wave type thing to a lot of telecommunications. So, um, so I think, yeah, you've just got to have a big enough dish to be able to hit those, the, the Reiki, uh, the Reiki um, uh, frequency to be able to channel it into your home. Nice, nice. Well, Bob is happiest when Bob, trans. Yes. Yeah, Bob is happiness when translating what pets want people to know, and teaching others how to intuitively find out what their dogs are thinking. So Bob knows. Wow. When your dog's hungry, wants a pat, wants to go for a yes. walk. Yes. Intuitive. Yep. It's intuitive. Bob's work can transform. Oh, I- Interspecies yes. relationships and contributes to improved dog care and behaviour. Well, that's brilliant. I mean, what a what a what a a hero! Every now and again, a hero comes along, Lewis, with the strength to carry on. Um, who who can cast his their fears aside, right? You know, and and to know they will survive. I think as Mariah Carey once said, um, oh, "What a what a great man trying to help to make things better for interspecies relationships." Well, exactly, and he he's the, he's a kicker, mate. Bob hosts a popular podcast. Now the name is given to us, but we're not gonna I'm not gonna say it. And loves traveling the world, chatting with dogs and their people. Right. So he's talking to the dogs. Yeah, and, and their people. And their people, yes. Interesting. Well, well, he is talking about interspecies relationships there, so so that's fine. I, I, um, I wonder if he's been to Tijuana because I hear there's some interesting interspecies relationships that happen, you know, south of the border. <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> that's not the chicken suit coming out, is it, mate? What are you talking about there? <laughs> With the wiggly fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, possible interview topics. So we've got even interview topics. We don't even to do anything. The life-changing, oh, really? the, the life-changing, the life-changing benefits that come with talking to an animal communicator—it's going to change our life. <laughs> oh, my, 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 and my life has been lacking, Lewis. I'll be honest with you. Dogs say the darndest things. Sharing what dogs want people to know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, and active Walk, food. Don't pull my tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the big yeah. ones. Yeah, daddy's always slow to feed me. Make him feed me quicker. <laughs> Active listening with pe- with pets and people, and we've got some sample questions too here, so we don't even think up questions. Well, that's so all we d- can ask him. We yeah, can ask Bob. Yeah, how can a session with an animal communicator transform my dog's relationship with me? Nice. Good. good. And I think this might be top of our list. This one, I reckon. I can I can sense there's two questions that that. They've put near the end of this little brief, but I sense they should be up the oh, top of the lead. How do you respond yeah. when skeptics ask if this is for real? <laughs> and then the final question. As, as, a, as, a, 
scientists, we'd love to know how you can try and dispel the the uh, people's fears that you're that you're a croc. Yeah, can you lead us to a double blind placebo controlled trial where you've actually found out what the dog is wanting to wanting to tell you? Yes, and the final kicker. What's it like having a non-traditional job? <laughs> That's a sample question. <laughs> What's it like having a non-traditional job? Well, yeah. you know, gee whiz, they, they, they are the hard-binding questions. You sure those questions weren't written by, uh, you know, Ray Martin or someone like that? Like that sounds like some pretty, uh, someone from, you know, uh, Current Affair. That's some pretty in-depth 60-minute uh, style interrogation there. Well, mate, we we I was thinking we could get Bob on the show, but how would we take it seriously? We would we would just be in giggles. We'd be like idiots. I, I've got a funny feeling you're going to have to use up some more of your lawyer credits then. Yeah, you know, same as we uh, <laughs> as we had after the cat lovers show. I've got a, I've got a funny feeling, mate. You know, I, I don't I don't need a um an, an interspecies communication uh, specialist to be able to tell me that uh, we might end up in some litigationary issues. Uh, you know. If, if we were to, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, hit him with some hard biting questions. Exactly. Well, yeah, I think we'd certainly learn a lot about active listening. I think if we did have them on. <laughs> oh God. Hey, speaking, speaking of active listening and then talking about interviews and things, we talked last week about the, uh, our interview on um, Jack's, Jack's talk or Flynn's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, um, I was out, um, last week I was out chopping some wood, you know, just cause that's what manly men do, you know, we're out, out on a Sunday chopping wood and, um, our, our next door neighbor, Ali stuck her head over the, um, the window and said, Oi, yeah, Robbie, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Ali, what's up? And she's gone, Oh, the other night I was having trouble. Um, I was having trouble sleeping and I thought, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And, um, and she said, Oh, um, we actually knew Flynn Hargreaves. I said, "Oh, really?" Oh, wow. And she said, yeah, yeah, we we knew we knew his um we knew his parents. Um, and she said so. Uh, and I I just found out about the uh, the podcast, and so I was listening to it uh, the other night to try and help me get to sleep, and uh, I heard you on there. Wow! And I said, "Oh, there you go." She said, "Isn't that a small world?" I said, "Yeah." You know, was it exciting enough to stop you from falling asleep, Ellie? She said, "No, no, I fell straight back asleep again. It was fine." So. I love it here. I think quite a few people do like to listen to our voices. They fall asleep. So if you, if you are drifting off, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Bob, Bob, Bob wants to tell you what your dog's thinking. <laughs> Active listening, people. Active listening. Yeah. Hey, do you think maybe Bob might be able to give us some sort of uh, interspecies communication indicator as to why dogs like licking their, uh, licking their private parts? Well, I reckon. Is that, that one of the questions we can ask him? That surely that'd be your first sample question, wouldn't it? Like after, is it a croc? And uh, why do dogs lick their bums? Yeah. <laughs> so we, that's all we all want to know. That's all really we want to know. That's all we want to know. Why do they sniff each other's bums? Why do they sniff each other's bums? Why do they sniff their own bums? You know, why, why do they like to, um, you know, we, we, here we are thinking, Lewis, that dogs just like to wee on uh, the, the telephone poles and bushes and, and fence posts because they smell like other dogs. But is there some sort of uh, other communication thing going on, Lewis? Is there some sort of in-depth communication between dogs that only Bob and his interspecies communication skills is going to be able to elucidate for us? It'd be great to get Bob on, but I don't think we're mature enough, mate. I really don't think we are mature enough. <laughs> We are definitely not mature enough at all. At now, all. 
We better get on to our sponsors. Big thank you to Zilkeen, big supporters of the podcast. Uh, you've had your dogs on in the move, that you, dogs and cats on it with the move, and that's helped them a lot, hasn't it? It, it has, yes, yet helped to try and calm them down. Actually, um, our, uh, our our dinner party, pizza dinner party that we had last night, Lewis, friends that came around, they've um, their cats, um, they're about th- two and a half, three years of age, and um, suddenly some cat's been hanging around um, outside the windows, and so then the boy cat has started getting a bit... Uh, a bit upset with the out, outdoor cat and now the girl cat is starting to get upset with the boy cat and so they've gone from you know such a, a happy happy yeah, with a chicken suit um you know, <laughs> from such happy happy uh into cat relationships to now they're fighting so um i happen to send them home with some zilkeen to try lewis very nice oh we'll see how good to hear how that goes keep us updated but thank you very much guys alpha kazozapine it's great for those uh, those mild anxieties, uh, uh, things going along. Um, great for great for uh, travel. If you think you're traveling, not that anyone can travel at the moment. Anyway, no pets, one is traveling. But if your pet's traveling, which is I've had a few exports lately, actually. So uh, we'll yeah. um, we can uh, we'll put them on some alpha kazozapine. Also, thank you to Delicate Care, the Australian-made, Australian-owned food uh, that. Uh, that um, the big supporter of the podcast. There's your putty cat. Who's that? Yep. Is that Melvin? Mel- 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 Melvin's came along. Just just the very mention of Zilkeen and Delicate Care has got him coming to launch on my lap, Lewis, ready uh, for, uh, you know, how, how's that for advertising? You, know, you can't, you, you can't beat a good, um, a good example of uh, brand recognition from the actual animal. Oh no, mate! That's very well done, and I love how you managed to get the the shot of your box of trophies there in in as well. Just back to, in again, just to show me the the best the best catcher in uh, what's that second second best catcher nineteen ninety four season, mate. That is impressive. Well done, Robbie. It was, well done. It was behind Chris Preston. Yeah, Chris Preston beat <laughs> me for the first ones. You were behind. You're the, you're the second catcher behind him. Where you're right. Oh, there you well, go. Yeah, that's, that's a, that, that sounds dirtier than what it was intended to be honest. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Not, Not at, at all. all. We'll have to get Bob on board to talk about that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also thank you to our Patreon supporters. We got uh, an email back from Nicole about, remember Nicole had the, the SLO last week? The SLO with the nails. God, mate, what oh, yes, it? of course. Yes. Do you, can you remember? I can see you searching Google, looking it up. So the yeah, systemic oh. lupoid oncodystrophy. On- That's on- it. Systemic code dystrophy. Yes. She says, hi, guys. Thanks so much for answering my question. Guess I can cancel my Patreon subscription now. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what is that? Gee whiz. Only kidding. <laughs> I didn't get to join my uh, – I didn't join just to get my question answered. I thought I'd join so I was doing the right thing and support you guys. Thank you very much, Nicole. We do love your support. Quick update. The time you rants of your answering my question is quite funny. A couple of days ago, I had to go back to that because Dash ripped another nail. So for those who don't know, uh, oh. Dash, who we're learning now, Dash the Labrador, I think it was, um, was having some nail yes, problems yep. and we, we solved that for Nicole. Um, we go to see our usual yes. vet uh, and With- she said it, it appears to be SLO, just like you guys said. She also remembered we're not doing the bopsy and to keep his nails short so they don't catch. He's quite upset without, uh, he gets quite upset with anyone going near his paws. So it's going to be interesting. Mm. 
I don't blame him. If I had sore nails, I wouldn't want anyone near them either. The vet is happy with their length, but suggests a nail file to keep them short rather than clipping and risking breaking, damaging the quick. I've started some desensitized training with the file, desensitization training with the file and his nails. So he becomes a little more accepting, especially if we have to do it regularly. I love training Labradors. They'll do anything for a treat, if, even if it's me patting his paws while holding a nail file. <laughs> she also prescribed vitamin yeah. B3 and a course of doxycycline and prednisolone. Thank you so much once again and keep up the amazing work and please have Deb back on the show again soon because I really enjoy listening to her sweet tones. Nicole. How's that? Oh, thank, Lovely. Thanks, Nicole. I, I got a funny feeling that that last bit may have been some editorialising. That uh, you know, you might be trying to get yourself out of the doghouse there, mate. Are you trying to put words into uh, Nicole's lips to try and get yourself out of some trouble? Well, I'm, I'm, I am hoping for a bit of a chicken suit situation, mate. So thank you oh, for bringing that up. A chicken soup situation. <laughs> so Nicole, we can't help you more though. If you're having trouble cutting those nails. Get on the nail. There's a nail maintenance for dogs group on Facebook that provides some really good information um, and talk about using uh, sort of uh, like a piece of wood with some sandpaper on it to teach the dog to scratch on it and oh, wear yes. down your nails or even a, a piece of poly pipe that you cut in half. So it's a half circle and you line the inside of that with some, some, uh, some um, sandpaper and teach them to scratch at that. And that can help keep the nails a little bit short so you don't have to be clipping them all the time. Well, a doggy emery board. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Spot on. And also good, we didn't... Good stuff. So last week we were talking about the decal gal was going to post out our stickers for us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Haven't heard anything back. Hope everything's okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was Suzanne If you're out from, there, tell, tell us that you're okay. Suzanne from Bark Avenue, dog grooming. Yes. Or, but, yeah, but, uh, how, many, how many did you send her? I haven't sent them yet. <laughs> Well, no wonder she hasn't heard from you. Yeah, we haven't heard from her yet. Yeah, mate, she's she's gonna be, maybe, maybe do her a nice video with a with a uh, Beatles backing track, and maybe that'll get her back on side. It's going to be in the post for the next six months anyway, so it doesn't matter if I mail it today or yeah. next week. No worries at all. That's Just a not good, sure. That's a good point. Just yeah. not sure how many you send her. But anyway, thank you, Decal Gal. We will get those stickers out to you soon. Now, apart from you being the most popular vet this week, mate, there's been a bit of news going on, isn't there? And uh, news, news, tell us what's happening with the news. Well, this is a little article, and I don't know if you've ever seen this uh, before uh, or had it in your clinic before, but uh, the article is titled Epileptic Seizures Triggered by Eating in Dogs. Now, have you ever seen this? Oh. Have you ever seen a dog um, seizuring when it's eating because it's eating, like at the time of eating or shortly afterwards? Um, n no, 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 yeah, I don't think I, I have. I reckon I've seen one. I've seen yeah. one, I reckon, in you – know, I've been a vet 20 years, 20-odd 20 years now, and um, it's very rare. But the owner – it's interesting, the owner actually worked out themselves. I'm pretty sure we saw the um, uh, we saw the dog and been seizuring and that sort of thing. She actually worked out herself that it was related to feeding. And I forget exactly what she did, whether she f started feeding the dog uh, like a, a chicken soupy consistency type food Right, like yep. soup consistent, or whether she actually elevated feeding it, and she found that's what stopped it from uh, from seizuring. Because I was like, right. oh, "That's weird. Maybe it's all blood pressure related, or something like that." When they put their head down, yeah, yeah. Or, or that sort of thing. But this is a little study they found. They did a worldwide sort of shout out to find dogs. Um, you know, uh, I forget where they. 
but they put our study like quite a big trying to capture people in, in a large area and they got a big response. They got 10, 10 dogs doing it. So it's not that common. Um, Ten, they, whoa. There you go. Yeah. So these, I just thought it was a really interesting thing. I wanted to run it by you and see if you'd, you'd had any at all. Um, basically, um, they found out that there's not a lot you can do about it. Maybe you can distract them halfway through eating. Um, yeah, okay. Maybe you can put them on some medication. Um, but it was interesting that this owner themselves had worked it out for themselves that it was related to, to eating because it wasn't something I'd particularly heard of, but now it rings a bell. So they've done, they've done some good science there of trying to work out, okay, well, if we um, you know, try and find an inciting cause, Lewis. So there must be something there that's happening from the point of view of either, either blood pressure or um, you know, neurologic stimulation or some, something that was, um, that was setting it off. And I guess you know, the other question is, was it, a, was it a full seizure or was it something, something else, like just some other sort of abnormal um, activity? Yeah, it's a long paper, mate. I didn't really read all of it. Just read the abstract. <laughs> just read the abstract. It's, it's rare. Yeah, yeah. Just read the blurb. <laughs> exactly. Conclusion, yeah. discussion, maybe. If we're lucky. <laughs> it's not journal club. We're not journal club. Now, no. the, the other thing was in the mail was um, from the ACCC, mate. Got, a, got an email oh. from the ACCC. Don't get scammed looking for a lockdown puppy. So for oh. those, those overseas, the ACCC is the Australian Competition and Commu- Consumer Commission. Commission, and, yep. And they pull out a bulletin called Scam Watch. Scam Watch. Do, 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 do. Scam Watch. Australians have lost nearly 300000 to puppy scams, 300000 Australian dollars to puppy scams this year. And scammers wow. have been particularly targeting those seeking a furry companion during isolation. Scamwatch has seen a recent spike in puppy scams and in April reports were almost five times higher than the average with losses on track to exceed the 2019 total of $360,000. Gee whiz. Um, see, I, me, me personally, Lewis, when I get all those um, emails that come through into my junk mail of where there's all these puppy princes from, uh, from Pakistan that just need me to try and send them some money so then that way they can uh, get access to their, to their princely fortune and then they'll, then they'll send the money back to me. I, I just ignore those. Are you telling me that other people are, are falling for those, uh, for, for those sorts of phishing scams? Yeah, to the cost of $300,000. Wow. Gee whiz. A lot of people are stuck at home and going online to buy a pet to help them get through the loneliness of isolation, ACCC Deputy Chair Delia Rickard said. Unfortunately, the rush to get a new pet and the unusual circumstance of COVID-19 makes it hard to work out what's real or a scam. 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 Scammers set up fake websites or ads on online classifiers and social media pretending to sell sought-after dog breeds and will take advantage of the fact that you can't travel to meet the puppy in person. The scammer will usually ask for upfront payments via money transfer to pay for the pet and transport it to you. Well, there's a red flag. Don't pay in advance. No. Once you have paid the initial deposit, the scam will find new ways to ask for more money and scammers are now using COVID-19 pandemic to claim higher transportation costs to get across closed interstate borders or additional fees for coronavirus treatments, Ms. Ricard <laughs> said. Yeah. Wow. Un- <laughs> God, they're clever, aren't they? Unfortunately, once you make the payments, the seller will cease all contact. The most common breeds reported were... Oh, oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, can I guess? Yep, yeah, 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 there's two. French Bulldog. Bull tick. 
Very good. Yes. Well done. And the other one would either be a, a pug or a dachshund. No, no, a, no. Something, something else. Going another try. A Labrador a crossbred. Crossbred. Or um, a, a cavoodle. Yes. Or a Labradoodle. Well done, cavoodle. Yes. Cavoodles yep. and French bulldogs. And most people contacted the scammers via an email address they found online. The safest option is to only buy or adopt a pet you can meet in person. And if you cannot do that during the current lockdown restrictions, consider putting the search on hold. Scam websites can look quite convincing. So try not to fall for the adorable puppy pictures they post. Yeah. And remember, if the price looks too good to be true, it probably is. Oh, yes. Sage advice from the ACCC. Research the seller by running an internet search using the exact wording in the ad and do a reverse image search, searching for pictures of the specific puppy. I was going to say do a reverse image search. Yes, yes. As you're likely to be dealing with a scammer if you find matching images or text on multiple websites. If you are in doubt, seek advice from a reputable breeders association, vet or local pet shop. So have you been contacted, mate? To, to check out a, a legit puppy buying website. Is that something people come to us for? Um, I think um, uh, I always get a little bit wary when people come to come to me to see if, uh, if my advice on whether or not a website is legit, because I always worry about what the websites might be that they're trying to make me legitimize Lewis. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little wary on that. You, you know, I'm, I'm a, not sure whether a fiddly finger chicken suit website, mate. Yeah, yeah, we're with you. Yeah, you know, a, a a chicken soup, chicken suit, figgly finger website. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. They tell us to bring bring to show it to the vet to see what they think. I am not sure we we really you know able to vet those sorts of websites. I tell you what, though, in fairness, the people that thought they were buying a French bulldog puppy, it's probably still uh, you know it, it's going to be less of a financial burden for them that they've lost some money on the uh, on the transaction than <laughs> what it would have been. How do they end up having to pay for all the vet fees for the for the dog as it gets older? That is true. It's cause you could see it as a saving. So they pay going to pay six grand for the for the French bulldog puppy, and and they've they've actually lost six grand, but probably in the, in, the, in the effect save twenty. So no, it's a good good investment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> If you think you're getting a French bulldog, and and <laughs> welcome to all our French bulldog listeners out there, we love them. Oh, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, merci beaucoup. Very good. Now, you got anything in the news this week, mate? No, I was going to hit on the disclaimer. All advice on this show is generally nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we've missed anything, if you need any clarification, if you've got any websites that need to be, uh, that need to be vetted, and, uh, and, and also um, uh, whether or not you've heard from uh, the, the decal gal in, um, in uh, southern, uh, southern Carolina. You know, If you've got anything like that, then let us know. But otherwise... Um, probably time for a break. Hey, Lewis. Hey, Robbie. Have you heard about a new service called Gap Only? Oh, a little bit. What's it all about? Well, look, we're actually organising it at my clinic at the moment, and basically what it means is that pet owners that have an eligible pet insurance policy, they can claim on the spot while they're still at the clinic. No way. So for clients at your clinic, 
with ed- eligible claims, they don't have to pay the full vet invoice, just the gap amount not covered by the, their pet insurance policy? That's right, mate. On the spot. Wow, that sounds pretty rad, man. Rad? That's very 80s, dude. I was more a, more a sort of cowabunga righteous kind of guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? To find your nearest participating vet or pet insurance partner, visit gaponly.com.au. That's G-A-P-O-N-L-Y.com.au. T's and C's applies. Visit gaponly.com.au for further information. Gap Only! Alrighty, guys, welcome back. Now we're going to move on to our main topic today, which is you know, we're heading into into winter now here in Melbourne. It's start, things are starting to get a bit cooler. I'm looking out my window; the leaves are dropping off. We're in autumn or fall, as you say, in North America. Um, and the topic today is a little bit. I, I thought wouldn't have thought it'd be something to be happening in winter, mate. What have we got for us today? So what I wanted to talk this um, about this week, Lewis, it's a, um, a pretty easy and simple topic for everyone, but it's actually something that a lot of people um, forget about, and that's uh, fleas causing problems in the middle of winter. Um, now, I reckon, I reckon this week we've seen four or five dogs and cats that have had um, evidence of fleas on them, which at this time of the year is um, like that's a fair kick up of what you would normally see. Um, I, I actually predict, Lewis, that part of that reason is because more people are at home, so they've got the heating on at home a lot more. Their animals are spending more time inside, which means that then the fleas are actually able to survive a lot more inside. So um, I, I really just wanted to bring it up because I think there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of people because they are spending more times with their pets inside at the moment that might actually be uh, finding that they have flea problems in winter that they haven't had in the past. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, certainly it's a it's a common thing we see, isn't it? The the heating of the inside warms the house up. The the eggs start to hatch and uh, and the fleas come out, don't they? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So the um, we saw one dog yesterday who um, uh, he'd had some pretty severe um, flea allergy dermatitis. The classic um, thickened skin up on the tail base, um, the the um, the patchy hair loss around there, um, and you know when you go flicking through and you can either a find fleas, which is always a pretty good indication that your dog's got fleas, um, and uh, or, or two um, you, you can find the flea dirt. So the little flecks of of black that are through the coat, um, and I like to to catch those put them on a little bit of tissue paper and see the little red halo that comes around there as the um, the, the blood products in the flea poo gets or the flea dirt gets uh, uh, sort of wicked out through the paper. And then that way you can say, there you go. So it's it's flea dirt, not dirt dirt. Yeah, I do the same. I sort of, I'll put it on a bit of white paper and just a little drop of water on my finger and just sort of smoosh it around and go, oh, look, it's all red. That just uh, highlights there and it's not actually dirt. It is actually yes. flea poo, which is digested blood that's coming out of these little black things on your, on your pet's coat. So the yeah, absolutely. So the classic signs of you know your dog or cat with fleas is going to be, uh, or particularly for dogs, scratching. So um, and scratching or chewing. So dogs will often sort of scratch up around their neck where the fleas can like to live, um, or predominantly around their bum. So they scratch, scratch, scratch around their tail base. Um, I did a great, great um, uh, visual shot there, mate. Or are you, <laughs> are you are you actually pretending to be scratching your fleas? There, you actually got a a little bit of an itch. Yeah, you got a. Just, I could I could have fleas, mate, and an itch as well. Oh, there you go. Both. Fantastic. Minty fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me um, when I worked when I worked in Turak. The yeah. um, 
I saw a client, uh, I was probably a poodle. I, let's say it's a poodle. It seems to fit the stereotype with a, with yeah. a lady and, and I, I, the dog was itchy and I looked at it and I said, Oh, uh, madam, I think your, your dog has, it's got some fleas here. And her comment to me was, Oh no, there are no fleas in Turak. <laughs> I was like, got it. Yeah, all right. Have you been traveling anywhere? Maybe they picked it up. <laughs> oh, there's some, there's some know you do wells that come into the, uh, that have come into the area. Maybe that's, uh, maybe there's yeah, people, people that have come from Baldwin. Can you believe it? Baldwin. It's across um, the Yarra. Across the Yarra. Across the Yarra. Yeah. Yes. The other side um, of the Yarra. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so, you know, to dogs, um, you know, getting fleas, you know, it's, um, it's something that usually we see in the warmer weather, but I think with, uh, with all the home heating and uh, particularly as well for the dogs sort of spending more time inside, it's just providing this fantastic environment for the flea life cycle to keep going through the colder weather. So if your dog's chewing or scratching or or for cats, it's really hard to sometimes see the actual fleas on cats because cats are so good at grooming. They can actually lick not only the fleas, but the flea poo on as well so i'm um, having a really good look around for um with cats you'll often find little um like little scabby lesions on their on their necks from where they've been scratching so what we call miliary dermatitis so um if your dog or cat's having a really good scratch probably a good idea to try and make sure you got your flea control up to date before you uh before you try and do um too much else you know i always say to people if you if your dog or cat's itchy first why not treat them for fleas Talk to your vet, though, about what to use and support your vet clinic. Go and buy some stuff from your vets rather than buying it online if you can afford it because, you know, it's um, a, help out a help out a small business. And then um, if your animal's still scratching, then come in and see us. I always find the um, those Indian websites, mate, have some really good legit, um, you know, legit flea and worm products. They're, they're often fantastic when you buy them from India, aren't they? Are they the same ones that try and sell your French bulldogs and cavoodles? <laughs> Those websites. <laughs> That's right. You get a free upgrade to a French bulldog if you buy a pack of their a pack oh. of um of their flea and worm products that that is fake. Nice. Yeah, isn't isn't that great? You know, it's 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 good that there's still some good nice, nice fake companies out there that try and make us legitimate ones just look really damn good. Um but I had a um a lady the other day who who came in with the dog that was chewing along its back, um and I said to her, oh, look, I think I think it's going to be fleas, and she gone, oh no no can't can't be fleas, it's not going to be fleas. I said, well look, I'll, I'll take it in, we'll have a good examine of it. So so got the dog in there, had a look and found a flea. So um quickly grabbed the sticky tape, grabbed it, curled the sticky tape over so I could catch the flea. So I wanted to take it out and nice. show the lady because. Yeah, the, the the owners aren't in the waiting uh, aren't in the consult room with us, so I can't say, look, here's the flea. Good so catch. I um so so good, good. perfect catch. Yeah. I, I always I, I squished its tummy you know first, so it couldn't run away. So I so I killed it and then got it on the on the sticky tape. Um, but then I had it on the side bench, and so then I went and it was typing up my history, and I've come back and it was gone. Oh. And it's, it's, where's the flea gone? Oh, oh, I thought that was rubbish. I go, no, no, that was the flea. The owner didn't believe me it was going to be a flea. So I was going to show her the flea. Oh. I was going to show her how good I was at finding the flea. So I'm about to go out and say, oh, yeah, now look, I found the flea, but then I caught the flea, but then the nurse threw the flea oh. out. And, and, and the owner's going, oh, okay, yeah, right, right. Two minutes later, the nurses come running out with the rubbish bin, with her gloves on going, I found it. I found oh. it. So she going through the rubbish bin and found it. So I said, the owner said, look, here's the flea. I told you it was there. Oh, good on her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, so, the, um, so with fleas, yeah. mate, if you find one flea on the, on the dog or cat, there's often how many in the environment? 
Oh, we talk about it as being a pyramid, don't we? That you know, you see yeah. one adult, um, one adult flea on the um on the animal. There's going to be a lot more adult fleas in the environment, a, a hell of a lot more uh, larvae, and a an entire bucket load, bucket load more of eggs in the environment. So um, so if you've got if you see an adult flea, there's a fair there's a fair chance your animal's got a fair flea problem. We probably need to do something about. Exactly, and it's not necessarily, really necessarily come from the garden or the grass or the park. Although I suppose if you're playing with that, all you could pick up fleas in the park, but it's more likely to be your home environment, isn't it? So it's important to to treat all animals in the home environment with uh, flea preventative products, um, but yep. also then to consider. Uh, treating the environment too. So uh, what do you do with the carpets and bedding and stuff? Yeah, so bedding, good hot wash uh, and try and get them washed up or, or get some new ones. Um, flea bomb the carpets, um, really vacuum up really well all your nooks and crannies and um, and, and probably try um, vacuuming out all the uh, bits and pieces, all the um, crevices and things in your uh, in your lounge suites and things like that too. Yeah, good. And there's a lot of, you mentioned the preventative products. We're sort of joking about it, but we do see a little bit of resistance to some of the products, particularly in certain areas. I know Mm. we've got some products that used to work well in Port Melbourne, but don't work so well now. And I'm sure you're the same out in in Matt Waverley. So good idea to chat to you, Vet. There are lots of different types of products. There's spot on the back of the necks. There's tablets you can give. Um, There's collars that you can get these days. Um, Not the flea collar that you might get at the at your supermarket, supermarket but mm. there are specific collars that you can get at your vet, uh, your vet clinic that, that we can recommend all different sort of products that will fit in with your lifestyle. And, you know, you know, if you can or can't tablet or whatever it is you can't do, have a chat to us. We, we know the environment, we know the fleas um, and, and what's best going to knock them, knock them on the head the, the quickest. Uh, without going into, um, into naming the brands or anything, Lewis, what's your go-to flea treatment that you recommend for, for people? Like, is it a, um, is it a, a spot on or is it a tablet or is it a, one of the long acting tablets? What, what's your go-to? Oh, I like the new Oxano, Oxano layers. I can't say the name, you know, the new chews that do ticks as well. I like some of those yes, yep. for the, particularly for the dogs. Uh, then for the cats, I'll generally go a spot on of some, some, um, some sort. More, Variation. More, yeah, more a newer spot on than one of the older ones, perhaps. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the same. Like I, I um, I asked that question because you know when they bought out the um the 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 whiz bang flea collar one, and yes. and you know, and and they bought it out and I I looked at it and I said you know. We've been spending, or I've been spending 20 years telling people that flea collars don't work. Yes. And then you come out with the flea collar, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I just, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like it's um, not saying that they don't work, these new ones, but I, I'm, not, I'm not all that super keen to actually try, you know, yeah. to try it. You know? It's a it's a reversal of thinking, isn't it? Those we do stock those those collars and they actually work really well, particularly in cats. They they're very effective, but they also do ticks as well. So that it means sometimes if owners are going to beach houses or going um, trips up north and that sort of thing, there's a tick preventative aspect to them as well. Yeah, yeah. So, well, there you go. A little bit of uh, a, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff of what makes us uh, us tick of what we like to use for. Oh, pardon the pun there. You know, for uh, <laughs> for fleas and uh, and ticks and and that's the thing. I, I love these new ones for the fact that they do the ticks and the mites as well. You know, I don't have to worry about skin scraping anymore. Looking for oh, mites, that's good, isn't it? Just treat yeah. them. It's fantastic, isn't it? 
Yeah, the new, the product, new products are amazing. Exactly. So go to your vet and have a chat. If, if, you, if your dog's uh, or cat started scratching or licking a bit more, your vet can certainly be the first port of call just over the counter just to see if maybe some flea preventative might help stop the itching. And given that it's COVID-19, maybe give them a call first. Good stuff, mate. Have, have, stuff. have a chat on the phone first. <laughs> yeah. And if you've got any questions, we, uh, we run a bit of short time, so we might hold off on questions tonight. If you've got any questions, uh, you can send them into twovets.pets at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, we're on anything else, mate? Uh, we are at Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com. Search for Two Vets Talk Pets. Um, you can... Uh, oh, you can... Oh, and, and maybe maybe go to Facebook and, and or Instagram and find the link and see the beautiful video I made of Robbie with all the best pics he's got of the, that we can find. They, there were some pretty good photos there too, mate. You know, you took, yeah. some, took some great ones. You know, worked, worked hard really on well. that. Worked hard on that. So um, so please you go and vote. Certainly tell, mate. The, the production values are fantastic. So when's, when's voting finished, you reckon? Is it this Monday? Monday. Yeah, you've got till Monday, the 25th to vote, everyone. And then we find out oh, the, the crowning, the best vet in Melbourne, Dr. Robert Anderson, will be on <laughs> Wednesday, I think. Wednesday or Thursday, 28th. Oh, geez, I can hardly wait. I can hardly I'll wait. Can, oh. I, can, I, can, I, can I get you to write my, 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 write my speech for me? We'll just go and get Tom Gleason's and copy that, I think. It's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, please go and vote for please yeah please go and vote for Robbie. Come on, everyone, we want to get him there, whether he deserves it or not. That's for us to judge. <laughs> <laughs> but go and vote for him. No, nice. alrighty, mate. Excellent. All right, we'll scratch you later. All right, peace out, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.